Will. Hi, Sammy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for making some time. Uh, to talk hey, to you. thank you. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, really, really grateful for, uh, yeah, for your interest in the podcast. Yo, welcome to my summer layer. I'm your podcast host, Sammy. Please, please subscribe to my summer layer. Please subscribe. You name. So growing up, we had TV hosts, uh, much music, MTV. We had those classic VJs. And even though it's been, what, like years since they've been on the air, the connection to these individuals, it runs so deep. Lots of children's TV shows had popular hosts, too. Uh, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Dressup, Kermit the Frog. That guy suffered a lot hosting that show. A connection was forged through intimacy. We invited these people into our homes and into our lives. And that love was reciprocated. They shared their lives and told us stories. It, it's a different relationship than what we had with like celebrities, right? Yeah, we still had a connection or wish we did with a certain celebrity, but they were often playing a character, usually stuck in like unrealistic situations. A music VJ though, that dude or dudette was authentic. They had the same enthusiasm for bands I did. They were excited about a new album or an upcoming tour. My point is that podcasting as a form of media intimacy isn't new. We've always had digital friends. We respond to strong or distinct personalities. Though the medium has changed, we know this experience. We know the hosts of our favorite podcasts. Hi, my name is Sammy. On, on January 25, some of those hosts will be coming to the Hot Docs Podcast Festival. We got Michael Lewis in conversation with Ira Glass. Yo, Moneyball meets This American Life. Full release live with Samantha B. We'll have a surprise guest. I asked Will Dinovi, co-curator of the podcast festival, for a hint. You're going to have to stay tuned for that. And there's panels for podcast creators. From editing to crafting a good talk show. To networking with decision makers the CBC, Amazon, and Wondery, and much more. Will is going to get into all of this. His enthusiasm for podcasting and his vision for what it could be is infectious. As he shares in this conversation, at Hard Docs, our main MO is to celebrate the art and craft of nonfiction storytelling. And with the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, they've done just that. Go to hotdocs.ca for the schedule ticker prices, and to see the full lineup. Hotdocs.ca Though as you'll listen, Will and I chronicle this incredible podcast festival. And even though it's based in Toronto, you don't have to be. This is all online, and you can sign up anywhere you got Wi-Fi. How sweet is that? A no-pants podcast festival. Chilling on your couch and hanging out with Ira Glass. Wow. Behold the power of the podcast medium. Uh, so are you ready now to uh, talk about the sonic adventures of podcasting as it relates to I, the Hot Docs? I certainly am. Yeah, bring it on, Sammy. Bring it on. I'll do All my right. best. <laughs> uh, let's start off with a fun question first. When I say the word podcast, what is the first thing that pops into your head? Oh, gosh. Um, 
I mean, I think it's an image. It's just an image of the earbuds in the ears. And I think, I think what, what I think about, I think above all is just the, uh, the intimacy of this medium, which I think obviously, you know, you can appreciate doing mm -hmm. what you do, but there's something really special about the way it forces you to kind of slow down, kind of cut out the noise in every other aspect of your life online or in your day-to-day, -day, you know, work or personal life and just engage with another person's voice. I think that can be very special. People use the word intimacy a lot. And I think that really applies to this medium. You have to slow down and suddenly engage with someone else's voice and someone else's story. And that that can be a wonderful, delightful thing, but it can also be like a really kind of meaningful and profound thing if you really think about it. A lot of podcasts, especially the good conversations that you're talking about in terms of intimacy, they're almost like good first dates where like you mm -hmm. kind of laugh a little bit. I know some of the topics can be heavy, but sometimes you laugh a little bit, right? You kind of feel comfortable and safe enough. You sell a couple of stories, maybe a secret or two, right? And then yes. you kind of go on your way. You know, and it's like, it's the same thing for like the, the, the guests and the hosts who are having the conversation, but also the listener, right? We're like, yo, that was like a good, like first date or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like you leave that with that vibe mm -hmm. and you're like, I want to hang out with them again. Like, you know? Yes. Yeah. You, you start to build real attachments to the, the podcast and the hosts, especially of the podcast that you grow to love. And especially when you think about, you know, the shows that are just, you know, putting out great work week in, week out over the years. I mean, these folks really, they do enter a very special place in the back of your, your mind, memory and your brain. And, and I, and I do think, yeah, I, I think it does, it, you know, whether it's real or not in the real <laughs> physical world, you feel like, you know, these people yeah. very much. And I actually have to say, that's I think been one of the more sort of the, 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 the fun and, and funny aspects of, of working on the hot text podcast as well as the fact that like, you know, we, we often, we get to meet these people who have been a part of our lives for so many <laughs> years and, and get to work with them. And it's often, it's sort of like, you know, it's, 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 it's really fun, but also it's like, it's sort of strange because we know, feel like we know these people so yeah. well, but of course we're, they're meeting us for the first time, <laughs> yes. but, um, yeah, but, so uh, it's, yeah, it's a weird power imbalance, right? Cause you know, all these things and secrets and like, how's this thing going with your wife and stuff like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you start telling them all these things and they're like, I don't know who you are, dude. <laughs> right? right. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I don't think that just, that, that doesn't only apply to podcasts. I think that's like maybe a increasingly like a feature of the world we live in today with social media and everything where mm -hmm. if someone is a public figure, you know, you're going to know them intimately in a way you didn't know, you know, uh, similar people 50 years ago, but, but yeah, there's something about podcasts where you're like, you know, you're really, you're hearing every little, every little quirk of how they speak, every quirk of their personality, often for week after week for years at a time. And it, it, it does breed a real sense of familiarity. And, and also, I think at its best, it can breed a sense of community as well. You know, we've, uh, obviously, we've been living through really strange and unpredictable times over the last couple of years. And I think podcasting has been a medium that I think has been really important to a lot of people because it does, when we're all physically isolated, it does fuel that sense of like human connection that we all need. Mm -hmm. And at times, and at times, some of the best shows that are out there, they have such devoted fan bases and, and listenerships that they, um, they also, they, they create that sense of community, that shared experience of like going on to listen every week and being a part of the same story, the same conversations. 
that's that's really great. I know that I've certainly gotten that from yeah, some yeah. of my favorite shows. I yeah. know the pandemic recently uh, like distur- uh, disturbed like all the process and everything that we had going on. It did a lot of it disturbing for a lot of things. But before there was now like a lot, a number of podcasts were touring and they were doing live shows, and that's kind of the community <laughs> too you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. normally you listen to a podcast in your home or your kitchen, you're doing dishes or something like that. And now you're in this community of like people and sometimes it's like a hundred people or a thousand people. And just to be in a small room and just listening to this thing live uh, mm-hmm. is a really, really unique experience too. Because now you're all laughing at the same jokes and like if somebody tells like a really sad story or something, then everyone's like, oh, like, you know what I mean? So you have this kind mm-hmm. of like uh, much more deeper, like you talked about connection and intimacy, even though you're in a room full of strangers absolutely i mean you basically sammy i mean you basically outlined the entire kind of like re rationale the reason for being of our podcast festival and we we it's something that sort of developed organically over time about six or seven years ago you know we run our hot dog cinema in downtown toronto where we do live events and screenings and things we started doing a few one-off live podcast events and we were just sort of overwhelmed by the the positive response we were getting from folks and so then we decided back in 2016 to host, to launch what was at the time the first uh, podcast festival in Canada. And, and it was really, yeah, it was premised on that idea to, cr- to create an opportunity for people to see and hear their favorite shows live and in the flesh. And it was amazing. The, the response we got was just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, that's become over the years, I think that's become something we're more accustomed to seeing a lot of really great shows now do wonderful live shows. Um, but there was like a real freshness and novelty when we first started. And as we've developed the festival, like that's remained the, the core thing we try to do to create those wonderful live experiences for people where they can, you know, hear their favorite shows live and then also discover new shows that may not be on their radar in a live setting. Obviously the pandemic has posed new and unique challenges. Correct, this will be the yeah. second year in a row we're doing a, a virtual festival, but, you know, with the help of some really amazing, you know, production uh, staff and, and technical team members, we've been trying to find really exciting ways to, dine, you know, translate that experience into a virtual space and, and bring together really great audio storytellers through that format as well. And it's been really exciting. All right, there's a bunch of stuff there. I want to start unpacking this. We'll get more into the the festival in a minute, but you as a podcast listener, what are you drawn to? Is it like political, podcast, storytelling, sports? Like what makes you push play? That's a really great, that's a great question, Sammy. I mean, I think, I think both based on what my interests are and out of, you know, the professionals and necessity being in, involved in this really exciting mm-hmm. project with the festival my listening habits are really like all over the place they're really broad uh, really diverse i mean i think i'm you know at hot docs we sort of our main mo is to celebrate the art of non-fiction storytelling so i'm really obviously i'm really attracted to sort of the great long-form documentary podcasts that are out there you know the uh this American Life's and Serials mm-hmm. and uh, show just great narrative podcasts that showcase the great storytelling capacity of the the medium. Um, shows like Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, Radio Lab, um, a lot of the great long form investigative series that the CBC has been putting out over time. You know, The Village, White Hot Hate, 
uh, Missing and Murdered by Connie Walker. Um, I could go on endlessly. Um, I find those shows really captivating, uh, just both in terms of their ability to engage like topical issues in society, like politics, current events, or issues around racial or social justice. Um, but also um, because they kind of deliver that same sort of like entertainment value that the great, I think the great TV shows of the 21st century have delivered, you know, the great HBO shows like The mm -hmm. Sopranos, The Wire, Game of Thrones, that sort of, that they have that bingeable quality that, that keeps us listening over and over again, where you find yourself <laughs> like, you know, cranking out six yeah. or seven episodes in a row. And, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, cool. Like I've just cleaned my entire house and <laughs> yes. uh, you know, and, and I listened to a whole season of this amazing show yeah. from these amazing journalists. So that's certainly a big part of my listening life. But then, you know, I also, as you identified, like there's also something really special about a great, about a great chat pod, chat pod. So like, you know, I love to turn to shows like, um, you know, the Ezra Klein show mm -hmm. uh, from the New York Times for really thoughtful conversations about current events and public affairs. But then also, you know, like as we were talking about off air, like I'm a big sports junkie. So I, you know, I turn to a lot of the great podcasts at the ringer or, um, you know, for, to get my, my hoops fix, um, or uh, there's a wonderful podcast, uh, at the guardian, the guardian football weekly. I'm a big soccer fan, which I turn to week in week out, which is just, you know, really like smart and thoughtful, but a hell of a lot of fun too. So I think, what I've learned over the years of like doing the podcast also is like there really is like a podcast for everyone. Mm -hmm. And there's also a podcast for every aspect of you and every interest you have. And so I find that like you can kind of like pick and choose depending on what mood you're in, where you're at in your life in a different moment, um, where you are in the day. You can kind of pick the thing that that suits what you need in that that given moment and get a lot out of it. I don't know if you listen to it. This is a slight tangent. We'll get back to your day job in a second. Mm -hmm. But The Athletic had a really cool kind of 90s uh, nonfiction podcast on the New York Knicks. It was hosted by Chuck D. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so it was just kind of neat to hear all the different stories. And um, it's called Shattered Hope, Heartbreak, and the New York Knicks. And it's just like, mm -hmm. how did the Knicks end up in the place where they were? Because for the last few years, they were really futile. And like, you know, I mean, how did this great team from the 90s end up this way? That's what basically was tr tracing. And it, it was just really interesting just to hear, like, um, the NBA players and some of the coaches and stuff like that. Like, you, you see these games and you see these players, and I know who Patrick Ewing is, I know who John Starks mm -hmm. is, but I never really had them, like, had them, like, sit down and talk about those experiences and, like, what it was like to play in New York. And that's what you're kind of talking about as a great example, right? Where, like, mm -hmm. now I'm all of a sudden in this mix, and it's a, it's a completely different vibe than, say, like, a 30 for 30 where, like, you get distracted by, like, some of the images and stuff like that. So you don't always necessarily focus and hear what they're saying. But when it's just audio only, you, you actually listen and you can hear the experience. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th I think that's an interesting example because I think we've seen that a lot in recent years. Like, there's a lot of really great shows that have found really fresh and inventive ways to revisit, like, history that you might have lived through, like, fairly recent history. Mm -hmm. And yet, like through the course of like a six part audio series, you can completely like reshape your understanding of it and see it in all these Correct. with a new perspective. I'm thinking of shows like um, the great slate podcast, Slow Burn, you know, which looked at like the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal or um, the, the podcaster Dan Taberski, whose work I love and who's featured at the podcast festival this year doing a masterclass for us. 
I mean, he's been just pumping out all these amazing shows, uh, starting with Missing Richard Simmons, then this great series he did <laughs> called Surviving Y2K. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ju- he just did an amazing series, which he'll be talking about for us, called 912, where he looks at the legacy of 9-11. And like Dan's basically taken like stuff that most of us of a reasonable age have lived through, but he's finding totally new and fresh stories that totally expand your understanding of recent cultural history. Um, and I mean, it taps into something I think a lot of us feel right now, this like deep well of like nostalgia for our, our youth and, and, and for, you know, the pop culture of our youth, especially, Mm -hmm. but it also like beyond just that, like entertainment value of, of being sort of like a vehicle for nostalgia. It also, I think, you know, it, it can be, it can really help lead to, I think like a, a really deeper, more deeper and more profound understanding of like, basically how we got to where we are today uh, in the world. So, yeah. yeah I think sometimes we just go through life, right? And you don't realize how profound, like something you mentioned, like Y2K. If you weren't around, it's hard to understand or convey to the people like the panic and the end of the worldness and like the tension and the stress and, and all that stuff yeah. like that was happening. And then when it happened, like nothing actually ended up happening. It turned 2000 and we kind of went on our way and now it's like 2022. But it, it it's it's a thing where like, you know, you kind of gloss over it because it's just it's just you were just living through it. Right. It's kind of mm-hmm. like if you were a time traveler. And you traveled back to like 1999. You're like everything's gonna be fine. Don't panic. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you would have this kind of insider outsider perspective, right? Right, uh, as right. A time traveler because you know how everything's gonna work. And I think that's where like the the beauty of those type of podcasts work because they operate like a time traveler, right? Where like mm-hmm. you know, everything was it was tense and scary for a little bit, but trust me, everything worked out fine. Right, right. And maybe maybe there's a lesson in that, right? To like to we think the world is, is you know, the sky is falling in any moment. We're living through it in a moment, but then you know, we'll get through it and uh, five or ten years down the road we'll we'll have that same sort of distance from it and can maybe yeah. laugh at it and <laughs> and, and it, you know, our problems today will seem kind of trivial. Yeah. But um but you know, you're right. And and I, I think um, you know, I think, you know, you, you made a good point in saying that like podcasting offers kind of a unique way to, to get at those stories from the recent past that like it does, there's something about this, the simplicity of, of, you know, the earbuds in your ears and having to really closely listen mm-hmm. that, that kind of gets you to like pay attention and be maybe more mindful about how you, you think about the story you're being told. So, Yeah. So you've already alluded to the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, um, and your business card reads special programs curator at Hot Docs and co-curator of the podcast festival. What does that mean exactly in English? Um, and can you give us <laughs> sure. like uh, <laughs> a bird's eye view of what the Hot Docs Ted Rogers Cinema is? It's a really cool place, and you guys have a lot of cool programming. So yeah, can you kind of explain sure. what it is that you do and give us a bird's eye view of uh, the cinema? Sure, absolutely. So our, our organization, Hot Docs, is probably best known uh, for running North America's largest documentary film festival. We've been doing that for over over 25 years at this point. And about uh, eight years ago, we took over the old Bloor Cinema in downtown Toronto. We turned it into the world's, at the time, the world's first documentary-focused cinema. So a place where we were showing nothing but documentary films. Over time, we really have sort of dramatically um, expanded the range of our programming. So we've become more than just a sort of a venue for 
to watch good documentaries, but we've also become a sort of an all-purpose venue for exciting nonfiction programming. So we do everything from, you know, uh, events with touring authors to lecture events to uh, live podcast tapings and things of that nature. And within the framework of that, you know, one of the tentpole events we host every year is our annual Hot Docs Podcast Festival. As I mentioned before, we started in, in 2016. Um, you know, just as a way to kind of bring people out to see great podcasts live uh, and in person. And um, basically, so in my role, I'm, I'm the special programs curator at the cinema, which is a very vague, loose term we use to just cover all the <laughs> random things I do, which is so basically, I mean, I, I oversee film and discussion series, mm -hmm. I oversee the author events, I oversee our lectures, and then I oversee the, the podcast festival. That's sort of my big project that I oversee every year. Um, and we've been doing the podcast festival now for about six years. So this is our sixth edition where we're about to launch next week, uh, running from January 25th to 28th. And uh, as the festival has evolved, I mean, it's basically got two key components to it. We do live events uh, in the evenings that are for, geared towards like the podcast loving public, where you get to hear your favorite podcasters in conversation. And, and then we also do programming during the day, uh, which is more geared towards an audience of uh, podcast makers and aspiring podcast makers, mm -hmm. where we bring like the world's leading audio star storytellers from all different backgrounds um, to talk about the art and craft of what they do. Um, so panels and master classes with great storytellers, you know, looking at everything from, uh, you know, really sort of practical questions like, um, uh, you know, uh, how to make a good conversation show to, mm -hmm. you know, how to write for how to write well for audio to, uh, you know, bigger, you know, question, bigger sessions looking at broader questions about the state of the industry, where we'll check in with leading, you know, executives at the world's top podcast studios to talk about the decision making they do. Um, so, so yeah, so again, it's it's sort of yeah, we've 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 sort of built this up to celebrate the art and craft of, of audio storytelling and to gear it towards both members of the public who love to listen to podcasts and then also to people of all different backgrounds and experience levels who are who are making podcasts. So just to confirm, then is is storytelling your north star? Because when you're curating and putting together a podcast festival like this, there's so much stuff that's happening. Like, how do you know what to choose? And I know there's schedules and all kinds of things going on. But generally, how do you get to choose? Or what is the team that you are working with? What are you guys looking for? And is storytelling, that's your North Star? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think, you know, our, our sort of central guiding principle that, that unites all the really diverse range of things we do at Hot Dogs is celebrating great nonfiction storytelling, its capacity to inspire us, its capacity to engage with really important and timely social and political issues, and to create a space where our audience can come in to, uh, to, to engage with the big issues of the day and to then you know, go back out into their lives with a greater sense of context and perspective, and hopefully a sense of community with the other people they've shared those stories with. So in terms of how we approach the podcast festival, I think, you know, we're, 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 I think mainly, I think, as you say, we, we have a bit of a sort of a, an emphasis on great storytelling shows. It's not to say we don't find a space for fun conversation based mm -hmm. shows as well. And we try as much as we can to reflect 
each year in the program, the sheer like range and diversity of the talent that is now working in this amazing and wonderful medium. So if you look at our lineup this year, I mean, we've got, you know, we've got uh, a conversation between Michael Lewis, uh, the great American journalist, and Ira Glass talking about uh, an audio project that Michael Lewis is unveiling. Um, so, you know, two of the leading sort of narrative nonfiction storytellers of our of our generation. Um, but then we've also got, you know, fun events with uh, an amazing pop culture podcast called Back Issue from Pineapple Street Studios in uh, New York, where they're going to be chatting with uh, Kella Fasane, the pop culture writer at The New Yorker, for a fun night of, you know, pop culture nostalgia, looking at, you know, great music of the last 20 years. We're going to close our festival with a live episode of Samantha Bee's podcast for release, uh, which is more of a, a conversation show. So um, she has a surprise guest, too, right? She has a surprise guest still, still to be announced, but, but rest assured. A big Can you give me a hint coming. or anything, or you're going to give me suspense? You know what? I'm going to keep it close to my vest here. Okay. okay? I'm going to let Samantha and her team do justice all right. to it. Uh, but, but I mean, all that just to say, Sammy, like, yeah, we, we, we try to be on to, in, in touch with like, just the, as I say, the sheer range and diversity of the talent and to have that reflected in our lineup every year. We try to be in touch with like, you know, the, The, the really the, the shows of the moment, the shows that everyone are talking about, mm -hmm. everyone is talking about, and they're shaping the cultural conversation, and 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 just really trying to come up with interesting pairings of shows and guests, so that you know we can create sort of a one of a kind live experience for the audience, um, and they can come away you know uh, excited and inspired and, and thinking differently about about the world outside their theater or the world outside their home. Mm -hmm. And just to confirm, I know, like, as you said, you're based in downtown Toronto, but like this podcast festival, it is all online. Um, anyone can access this like in North America. Like it's not just exactly all over the world. Okay. We've actually got, we've got people who have been signing up for festival passes from Norway, from the UK, from France. Last year we had folks from Australia and Mexico. And then of course people from, all over Canada and the United States. Um, yeah, no matter where you are in the world, if you like podcasts, you can stream our live events. And then the great thing too, is if you're not able to stream them live, the recordings are available on our password protected platform for a month afterwards. So you can watch the recordings afterwards as well. Um, so yeah, so if you are a, a podcast maker anywhere in the world and you want to learn from the best in the business about how to do it well, We've got sessions for you. And then if you're just a podcast listener who loves good shows um, and wants to discover new good shows, check out our, our live events as well. Yeah, it's one of the other interesting aspects of podcasting. Like I've noticed it with my like downloads and stuff is that sometimes I'll put up an episode and I just talk to some filmmaker or whatever. And then there's like a bunch of downloads from like Australia. I'm like, we never mentioned it. The filmmaker's not from Australia. Like, what did you guys Google or like, how did you <laughs> like, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Right. And you seem to be actively downloading it. So go nuts. But I'm like, how I, I don't know where or how or what's happened here, but that's the Internet. Right. Like it just goes. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, that's again, that's, I think, part of what's special about the again, podcasting as a medium is that like the, we talk about it building community. It's not just building communities, you know, within your geographical location. It's it's a global community for a lot of shows. And yeah, it's 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 definitely one of the things that makes it incredibly exciting. 
And yeah. so you said you started this, the, the podcast festival has started in November 2016. And so even though this isn't like scientific, uh, can you kind of measure the growth or the popularity of either the podcast medium or the like the Toronto community, any of those kind of aspects? Like we kind of get a sense the podcast is growing, but you're on the inside, right? So, oh, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, that's a really important and interesting uh, theme to talk about. Yes. I mean, we've seen in real time the explosion of this medium. Um, as I say, like there, I think there was a real novelty to our festival when it first started. Like there were a lot of people who were still not only were, was the idea of like a podcast festival, like unique and original to them, but like just the notion of podcasting in general was like very, very new to them. And we've seen over the years, I mean, our our festival has dramatically had to expand in order to keep up with the demand for live podcast experiences. We've seen the number of events we do every year go from, you know, we were doing maybe nine or 10 events the first year and now we're up to gosh, you know, 25 plus Mm -hmm. Um, and our audiences have grown. And I mean, I think that just reflects the way that the medium has, has just boomed and expanded. And now I, I really think about it as like a, it's it's like a multi-platform medium, right? Like the, the the podcasting now occupies occupies like a central place in our culture where you see all this interesting crossover from podcasting to film, podcasting to TV, uh, podcasting to books. Like a- any major personality in our in our culture right now, whether they're in the world of politics or pop culture, is now starting a podcast as a way to extend their personal brand or their mm-hmm. um their sort of their 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 ability to communicate with an audience their storytelling empire so it really it's it's evolved from being sort of like a natural kind of outgrowth of like the radio world especially sort of like the public radio world which is where a lot of like the really like successful and popular shows in the early years of the medium emerged from to now being like a totally like integral part of the pop cultural mainstream and, and one that is like, yeah, I think overlaps closely with every other major pop cultural medium and every other facet of society. It's been, it's been totally fascinating uh, to observe. Um, An example of what you're talking about is like uh, one of your guests on one of the panels is director X. Uh, He he did um, Drake's hotline bling video, which of course, created a lot of memes uh he did uh, drake's work uh started from the bottom the shopper's drug mart video right and like you said this is an example of what you're talking about where like he was obviously really successful in the music video world and he'd done not just drake stuff but other rappers and other people like that and now he's kind of crossing over and like just experimenting with different forms of storytelling he's done feature films uh, and all this kind of stuff and so his panel is called creatives crossing into the podcast space and this is an example of what you're talking about this is on wednesday january 26th Exactly. That that's I think one of the best examples where I mean you see obviously as you mentioned, Director X, a legend in the music and specifically the music video world. And uh he and and his his colleague Taj Critchlow, who's also Toronto-based music video director and in his own right, like a, a really major figure in the medium, they are gonna be talking about their podcast architects and in which they interview other creatives from all different walks of life and talk about their creative process and it's 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 a great example of this phenomenon where you have you know two folks in in Taj and and director x who are like 
you know, at the very, very top of their, their the game in their, in their profession and their discipline, but they, they're finding really new and exciting creative possibilities in podcasting. And so they're going to talk a little bit about that, what, what, it's, what this medium offers them as creative people from another discipline. And you can see that in, there are so many other examples of that uh, right now. I mean, Samantha Beer, our closing night, you know, a guest as well is another great example of someone who's had an amazing career in, in TV and is now doing great work in the podcasting space as well. Um, uh, Michael Lewis, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is the, the preeminent writer of like nonfiction, Moneyball, uh, Moneyball uh, the big short, all mm-hmm. these amazing books of the last 30 years that have all been turned into, you know, Academy Award nominated movies. He's now doing really fun projects in the audio space. It, it gives talented people from other mediums like this uh, an opportunity to flex new and interesting creative muscles and to like connect with an audience in a different way. Um, so, so that's yeah, that's that's been like a really interesting and exciting development uh, in the medium in the last few years. And it's obviously, as, as you're you know alluding to, it's like something we've been trying to sort of engage with and reflect in our programming every year. To, to help, you know, people who are making podcasts and are invested in the medium to sort of try and better understand that phenomenon. With your programming, is there any plans then to do like release a consistent hot docs podcast or like a video podcast? Because you guys do release a number of videos and panels and things like that online on YouTube and things like that. And I get that. But is there any plans or desire to do that or like? You know what, Sammy, it's funny. We've been asked that question a lot since we started the festival about six years ago. And I think one of the things that doing this festival and getting to work with all these amazing audio storytellers from all over the world has taught me and I think our team in general is to have a real sense of like humility about the level of craft and expertise that goes into making these great shows. I mean, you can you can appreciate it mm-hmm. doing what you do week in, week out with this show. Like, like people, I think, and it's often, this is something like we really try to address in our industry programming at the festival is like, I think a lot of people, especially aspiring podcasters, they wildly underestimate the, like the level of like the time commitment, first of all, but the technical expertise it requires. And then also just like the sheer amount of like blood, sweat, and tears you got to put into this to hone your craft and do it well. And so having that humility and having seen, you know, the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, storytellers at This American Life and Radio Lab and mm-hmm. Criminal and uh, the team at Canada Land and 99% Invisible and all the amazing shows we've gotten to work with over these, having got, had the chance to see them up close and personal, I have enough knowledge to know, you know what, I'm going to stick in my, stay in my <laughs> lane. I'm going to do everything I can to celebrate what mm-hmm. they do, but that's not the, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave it to the experts and uh, stay, stay and do what I do well. Yeah. It's been kind of awkward and weird, especially over the last couple of years where like I'll interview a writer and then I'll ask a couple of questions about the book. And then he stops and he's like, you read the book. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm supposed to like <laughs> for I'm interviewing you. Right. But it, it's like, yeah. And he, he's, you know, off air, he'll tell me like, you know, I did a bunch of podcast interviews and like people clearly didn't read the book. And they didn't know what it was about. And I'm like, I don't know how you could feel comfortable. But, like, that's basic, like, the basic level of necessity. Like, you watch a documentary or you read the book. Like, that's what you're talking about, right? So there is, like, people do go into mm-hmm. it and they're like, all right, this is pretty easy. I just talked to the guy and, like, you know, maybe just push play. And then, but magic doesn't necessarily just happen. Like, you, magicians have to practice 
illusion and deception and all that craft, right? So they make that's it look effortless it. on stage, but they do practice in front of the mirror. Uh, that's it. I, and that's and that's the word to, to really hammer home. It, like the effortless, right? The best people make it look effortless, but you got to understand there's like, you know, there's a, a small, often a small army of people working behind the scenes to make it sound effortless. Or, you know, it's the, the person who is the host and is making it sound effortless. It's like they've made it effortless after, you know, decades and decades of honing their craft, working at it week in, week out to really, to really, to be able to do that. I mean, that it, this is a theme where, like, as I say, it's really important to us. And so at our festival this year, I mean, a couple of sessions I'll highlight. We're doing one on it's January the 26th, Wednesday, January 26th at 4 p.m. Um, the team from Canada Land is doing one specifically on how to make a good chat-based pod. Because mm -hmm. uh, often I think like we encounter a lot of young and aspiring podcasters through the festival. And very often that's the that's the kind of show that like folks initially turn to when they want to get into podcasting. It seems more sort of accessible than the sort of, you know, uh, narrative heavy This American Lifestyle shows. Um, so they think, hey, if, you know, if I could just get my, my, my friends and I together, we're really funny. If we just get into a basement and, and hit record, magic will happen. And what we want the, the team from Candleland is going to help sort of explain is like this, this sheer amount of like planning and, and craft that goes into every episode of a talk-based show um, in order to make it sound effortless, as you say, but also to make, give it structure, um, to make sure that it's like topical and engaging all the things you got to think about if you're going to be able to produce a podcast that's going to really connect with other people and speak to them and, and hopefully, you know, grow an audience over time. Right. Um, and, and read the book, of course. That seems to be. And the... read the book. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That Do that basic level of, of preparation and, mm -hmm. and show that dedication. Yeah. So this all sounds really uh, super exciting and dope. Where can people find information online, tickets, uh, all the usual jazz Absolutely. Schedule. So, so please, yeah, go to our, our, our website at hotdoccinema.ca and you'll see, you know, our full lineup. Uh, so it's happening January 25th to 28th. Um, if you get a full festival pass, you can tell, attend all, all of our 25 plus events. Mm -hmm. um, and then for our events in the evening with some of our headliners like uh, Ira Glass and Mike Lewis, Samantha B and others, you can also buy single tickets for the individual events if, if you'd like to, to do that. Um, and yeah, we really, we hope we can see you there to just join us to hear some sort of, you know, one of a kind conversations between brilliant, the brilliant thinkers and storytellers who are working in podcasting. And uh, we think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. That's a positive note. We can kind of end it there. Uh, so yeah, as you said, Go to hotdocs.ca. That's the main thing. And you'll see a link there uh, for the podcast festival. Uh, thank you, Will, for hanging out. We covered quite a bit. Uh, we covered uh, read the book. It was <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It was funny. And, and we didn't even get to basketball, Sammy, which I know you and I love. So oh, to, yeah, yeah. to be continued at some point. But yeah, thank yeah. you for the time. Yeah, I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Mm hmm. Yo, welcome to Notes and Noteworthy. That was Will Dinovi, co-curator of the Hot Docs Podcast Festival. I'm Sammy, host of this podcast, My Summer Lair. All right, so even though that conversation focused on the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, 
do go to hotdocs.ca, hotdocs.ca for more on the programs, book events, panels, and speakers, and much more typically hosted at the Hot Docs Ted Rogers Cinema in downtown Toronto. Will and others who program and host these events, they do such a bang-up job and unleash remarkable ideas. This is about discovery too, how you discover new books, new writers, and in this case, new podcasts. There is so much good stuff out there and we all need discovery assistance. That's what Will and company do at Hot Docs Podcast Festival. Pop culture is wonderfully dense and we can always use passionate curators, especially ones with a strong sense of who they are and who are comfortable with their taste. I'm so thankful for the work they do to make Toronto a meeting place of ideas and the warm friction that creates the animated hope of new connections with creators and consumers. Share generously what you like and hopefully others will join you. Last thing, since we've been discussing podcasts, don't just listen in silence. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about all podcasts. Encourage the hosts you dig. Subscribe to their podcast. Pass them on to friends, family, and coworkers. Follow them on social media. Look, you and I both know our glass will be fine. But there are lots of podcast hosts who could use those small and beautiful encouragements. It's a conversation, not a monologue. Like, think about it, right? With a band... They make music. They make an album. You sit down and you listen to that album. It's a completely one-sided conversation. With podcasts, though, the conversation has just begun. And you, you as the listener, are invited to respond. If I ask my guests a question, I kind of expect them to answer. It may not be the answer that I want, but I expect them to answer. That's how conversations goes, right? How you respond, that's up to you. Me personally, I always appreciate a really strong high five. Subscribing to my summer layer is appreciated and telling others is best. Figure out what works best for you. But do today, this week, take the time to encourage the podcast hosts who craft the work that you so enjoy, who fill your time uh, and your head with stories it's a rare and beautiful treat, isn't it? Thank you for listening to me in a Netflix world. Hot Docs Podcast Festival, yo.